0: Hey, 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 welcome back to OK Pause Podcast. I am Moni, and today we will be covering Married at First Sight, the Reunion Part 2. Okay, so the Reunion Part 2. Not sure if we learned anything new here, but you know what? As Married at First Sight Lovers, we watch all the episodes, right? We're committed. We're diehards. So let's go ahead and talk about it. And also, please don't forget to subscribe, share, and like. And you can also find my podcast page in the link below. All right, let's get into it, things. Okay, so we open up with where we left off, right? With part one, which was with Justin and Alexis uh, talking with... um, Kevin, right? Right. I believe his name is Kevin. Yes, Kevin. And so (laughs) I've seen so many shows this week. Forgive me guys. So anyway, so they are still having that same argument that they had last week about Alexis coming over and she's denying that she came over. And Justin is saying that she did come over. She was, I think she was coming from a club, he said, and Um, and she had knocked on his door or something or rang his doorbell or something like that. So Alexis said, you make it seem like I was drunk or something and I was coming from a club and that I wanted some penis or something. So Justin's argument was, you came in the middle of the night to my house and rang my doorbell, right? (laughs) And Kevin is asking, what is the real issue here? Justin says that she wasn't really here for marriage. I believe that she was. Okay, so let's, let's break this down a little bit. So someone's lying, <laughs> right? Because Alexis is saying, I did not come to your home. You make it seem like I came from a club wanting penis. He's saying that you did come to my home and you actually rang my doorbell. So here's the thing. There is, I came and I did not come. If I was Justin, I probably would have said, yes, you came and you had on this uh, pink shirt with these black satin pants, with these black shoes, and your hair was done up like this or that or whatever, right? That's probably what would be descriptive. Because if you're trying to make a point and say that she did something and she's countering it, then you know, state your case, make it right. What did she have on when she came? That's the angle. That's the first thing that came to mind when they were kind of going back and forth that I did, I didn't, I did, I didn't. I would have said, okay, well you did. And here's what you had on. Okay. Also, I felt as if she was saying, I didn't come to your home because she's saying, you making it seem as if I came, you know, to have sex. he, I, if I was Justin, would have said, I'm not saying that you came to have sex. I'm just saying you were there at my place. Are you denying the fact that you were at my doorbell, that you had made it to my place? Forget what the cause was, was whether you were coming over for sex or not or whatever. Did you not show up at my place? That's kind of where I probably would have put the focus, okay, because she, she diverted it to, you make it seem as if I came there for sex. You, you, see, you guys see where I'm coming from? And then also on the back end, I also would have been like, well, this is what you had on. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, so um, I believe, um, just to counter what Justin was saying, I do believe that Alexis was there for marriage. Okay. Now, maybe once she found out who she, her husband was, who she was getting married to, she was like, okay, no, I'm out. (laughs) But I do believe that she was open to the process of getting married to someone sight unseen, right? And being open and receptive to the process and seeing where things go. And like I said, I know sometimes I don't like the way that Alexis treats Justin, but you know, there is a lot that I learned here in this reunion part 2 and also I am going to give her some credits here as well. Cause she did say some things that I did like, but overall, her overall treatment of the way that she talked bad about him behind the scenes on her one-on-one and how she bashed him. And every time she got a chance, she took a jab, things like that. I didn't like, but again, credit here. I do believe that when the show first started out, she was like, okay. Well, this is my husband, I'm not really attracted to him, not really my type, but you know what? I'm going to be open to the process. Yes. She did say that number two, she was open when they were in um, uh, Mexico and she was open and everything to him that was cool. The issue happened with the dog where she lost trust in him. But, okay. So, now, Alexa's a sister, and Justin's brother comes out. Darnell is his name, and Amber is her name. And they come out, and just a couple of things here. I didn't take a lot of notes, but uh, Darnell didn't find... Um, that Justin was ready for marriage because Kevin had asked him, do you think, what did you think about this whole experience, whatever, whatever. And so Donnell said, well, I didn't feel that he was ready for marriage at the time. And Amber said that she felt that he was hotheaded, meaning that, well, he comes off like this really kind of shy, kind of quiet, cool, kind of laid back kind of guy. But he does have a temper. um, And so that's kind of what I got from that and um darnell also said that um he did not agree that justin should have given maya which is his dog away because kevin had asked darnell what did he think about justin's um decision basically to give maya away when justin said that he did it to save his marriage and he said he shouldn't have done that he sh- number one shouldn't have offered it and he shouldn't have given his dog away because it caused him to build resentment towards Alexis, because Alexis had Newman there, I believe his name is Newman, her dog. so she still had her dog. so every time she would, he would see Newman, right and forgive me, I hope his name is Newman. I'm not trying to be disrespectful here, but every time that Justin would see Alexis's dog, it would build resentment in him because he feels, he felt that he had to give his dog away, and it's not fair that her dog had to stay. Right. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's what Donnell is saying. Okay. And Alexa said that, um, she wasn't upset with the incident because she can understand that that happens, right? Dogs get into it, whatever have you. She, she wasn't upset with the incident. And she did say that where she had the issue was the fact that he did not share the information with her that Maya had been in three other dog fights or dog incidents or incidents with other dogs or whatever it was. And because of that, she felt that her husband at the time, which was Justin, was holding information back and did not divulge all the information to her because she feels if she knew that Maya had been in some incidents with some other dogs, perhaps she would have kept her dog on a leash. Or perhaps, you know, they would have set up, you know, found a way to kind of bring them together, introduce them to one another in a more safe environment. Because she just kind of let her dog just roam around the apartment thinking that it was safe. Maya was on a leash, but um, unfortunately it was not. And we all know how that turned out. Um, So Kevin did try to ask Justin if he wanted to work things out. And um, Justin said no, that he really didn't want to. And, um, and, and I think that is best. I don't, and I wish that Kevin would stop asking all these couples, <laughs> couples excuse me, if they want to work things out for the couples that didn't uh, uh, stay married. So uh, if, if things didn't work out, it didn't work out. Stop asking them if they want to work things out and making it seem as if they were meant to be together. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. And sometimes it does work out a little bit later. Um, like in SK and Raven on Love is Blind, right? So they made it to the altar and they said, uh, well, one person said yes, the other person said no. You know, they probably needed a little bit of time and space, but they decided to come back and now they're dating. So sometimes it does work out, but if it's a no at that moment, it's a no. Okay. So the ladies get together. So Alexis and Christian talk about being friends, right? Because Kevin was asking, okay, so who's still friends amongst you guys and whatever have you. So come and find out that they do have a, they probably do have a whole, uh, what is it? Um, uh, episode, what is it? Season 14 group chat or something for them. A 14 or 15, excuse me, group chat, but the ladies also have their own group chat where they communicate daily, but Alexis and Christian said that they have a close friendship, and they talk every day, all the time, um, and that could also be a reason why, because, okay, pause for a second, because we know that Mitch doesn't care for Alexis, like, he doesn't like her at all, he thinks she's messy, so does Nate, but specifically, Mitch thinks she's messy, and every time Alexis has butted into something that had to do with Christian and Mitch, it didn't end up well. So I'm thinking, now that I'm thinking about it, it could be the reason why he also said no, because again, he was living with Christian this whole time, right, for the eight-week process. He knows that Christian and Alexis talk all the time. So if he's not really feeling Alexis and he's feeling like Christian is really close with Alexis, like their girlfriends or, you know, their sisters, like they have a close bond, maybe he really didn't want to deal with that. Again, that's a far-fetched, but it's just something that just kind of came to mind. But anyway, so they said they're very close. Um, they do have a sister-wives, quote-unquote, group chat that they call, um, and that's where they kind of, you know, stay in touch with each other. So Alexa said that Morgan came and asked her if she had any information about Ben. So this is the whole Alexa's getting into Bing and Morgan's um, situation there, uh, Alexis herself is saying that Morgan had came to her because Morgan knew that Bing and Justin were really close and that they talked all the time so she was kind of like hey girl I know that you know my husband and your husband are close. they talk all the time have you heard anything that's where Alexis was coming from with that Uh, now they talked about Stacia calling Mitch a bitch (laughs) and Initially, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, now I understand that it rhymes, right? Mitch and bitch, I get that. But I was surprised when he first put it out there that Stasia was calling Mitch this. And I was thinking, that doesn't seem like something Stasia would do. So when they play the footage back and she kept saying it, and I'm thinking, wow. I guess I was just surprised that she would call him that. I understood that she didn't like him and she didn't care for him. But I was still just kind of surprised that she would even still just kind of call him that. You know, it is kind of disrespectful. But he says at the same time, he just kind of laughed about it. He said it did hurt his feelings. Um, And he also said that he wasn't surprised. It's not the first time he's heard someone call him that. But either way, she said if it hurt his feelings, that she did. um, She apologized and said that that was not her intentions. And um, they give James Allen a shout out, basically. They play this whole thing about the ring thing and um, because I think Kevin had said to uh, Christian about how hard it was you know for her to you know not wear the ring or give the ring up or something and she says something about wearing it on her pinker finger or something but I know she had to give the ring back she's not with Mitch anymore so I don't understand the whole pinky finger thing but anyway um, but then it went over to uh, Stasia where, you know, he was asking Sasha if she loves her ring. You know, one of the benefits of being married is that she can still wear that beautiful ring. And she talked about going through the process of working with the consultant, I believe from James Allen, or whoever that was, um, to help pick out the type of ring that she was, in, that she was interested in. And that uh, she feels that Nate did a good job picking out the ring that she liked, that it was similar to what she had also wanted. So, so they, you know, she flashed her, and she, her nails were done. They were really nice. Um, and I saw the little tattoo that her Nate got that was on the side of her thumb. But anyway, but yeah, but I do love her ring. Her ring is beautiful. All right, so now Kevin asks Lindy about that conversation um, with uh, with friend. Oh, the conversation that she had with her friend. And she said that it was a tough week. So this is the conversation where she had with that one friend of hers who it was all over social media, who was making the faces, and it was almost like, get me out of (laughs) here. Like, you know, this is your behavior, Lindy. This is how you act, you know, whatever. But you can kind of read that on her face. But, yeah, that friend of hers, um, she said that it was a tough week. And I believe that this was from the weekend after the getaway. So she was talking to her friend about... um, uh, what is his name? Her Lindy's husband. <laughs> about Miguel, excuse me. About Miguel's um, behavior and the way that he treated her and things like that. And this is when she was going on and on about him being controlling and you know him being disrespectful and she you know keeps trying and doing everything she can to make the relationship work and all that stuff. So she said it was a tough week and she said that. Um, now that she thinks about it, and she looks back, and after watching, you know, the show, that she realized that he was not being controlling, and that she also said that she hated that she used that those words, right, controlling. Because, and also, I believe that it's not something that she. Now that she thinks about it, she didn't want to put that word out there because her and Miguel probably had time to talk about it. And now that word is out there in the atmosphere on national TV and people are thinking your husband's controlling, right? So it's like, okay, wait, wait, wait. I want to take that back. My husband's not controlling. He's very loving. You know, it was a tough week. I was just going through a lot. I wasn't thinking, and I was just throwing out things. But she did want to clear up that, you know, he's not controlling. And um, she basically was just saying that it was a lot going on that their relationship is smooth sailing, and that they're having a good time, right? And that, you know, they enjoy the challenge. Okay, so Kevin asked Sasha about the 4.0 thing, all right? So remember when she was asking Nate to kind of rate, you know, how he feels about her, where he is sort of on a scale with her as far as his feelings towards her, you know, falling in love with her, those sorts of things and what, how he would rate her or whatever. And so, but anyway, she, he said, you know, I'm like at a 4.0 or you want to look at it like 40, you're like at a 40 out of a hundred. And that's where she was kind of offended. And she was like a 4.0, 40 out of a hundred. And Christian was making fun because Christian was like, well, look, I would have been happy with that, <laughs> right? Because at the beginning, remember, Mitch was like, okay, he didn't like Christian or she wasn't his type or whatever. So she's just making fun saying, look, I would have been good with a 40. <laughs> but, um, okay, so then we go to Alexis um, and she shares that it was emotionally draining at times dealing with someone who was so emotional like Justin, right, and that her attraction most likely suffered because it got depleted every time he got emotional. Okay, so pause. So what she is saying is that, okay, she felt that she had to be maternal every time that she dealt with Justin. I believe that she came, and they talked about this later, um, when the experts were putting them together, they realized that, okay, she's kind of strong. She probably needs a sensitive man to balance her out, right? They didn't think that she needed another strong, um, masculine man with her strong feminine energy. Cause perhaps, you know, they would butt heads or something. So they wanted to match her or pair her up with someone who was sensitive. And there you have Justin, someone who was apparently very sensitive and didn't have any issues expressing his emotions or crying. So they thought that that would be a good fit, but in actuality it wasn't because she is so strong Right. She has that strong, dominant energy. She needs another strong, dominant male. Right. With her to that would actually balance her out. And that's someone sensitive because somebody like um, Alexis, because she's so strong and she is still a a woman and she's very feminine, she might be a strong woman. But she is very feminine and she wants a man who's going to take charge of her and and love on her and treat her like the woman or the queen that she is. So she is very feminine in that way, although she's very strong. And so that's where that strong masculine male energy would work with a woman like alexis so alexis doesn't want to see a man that she doesn't mind if he cries every now and then but she probably can't deal well we know she can't deal with the man that cries all the time because that means that that has to strip her of that um woman who would normally want to confide in her strong man right to love on her and nurture her Right. Whereas now she's got to lay that energy down within herself and she has to be the comforting, strong, dominant energy covering him. You know what I mean? So she didn't want to do that. She didn't mind doing it at first at the beginning, back in back in Mexico, because remember, they were still learning each other. She didn't really know him. So she was just thinking this is probably a, a one off thing like, oh, okay, well, you know, he's feeling a certain way about what Bing is going through. that That's fine. That's understandable. But it was when it started to happen a lot that she's, okay, look, this is starting to be depleting and it's taking away whatever little bit of attraction I had for him is now gone. And that's what she meant by that it was draining her. Um, his emotion, him being emotional all the time was draining and depleting her. And once she kind of said that, I kind of went, ah, okay, now I get it. It's when she put it that way that I was like, okay, I kind of see now where you're coming from, Alexis. Okay, so anyway, so the men come out. And so Kevin is chatting um, with the men, and he checks in on everyone. And he is asking about, you know... So of you men, of the group of you guys, do you guys still all basically hang out, right? Do you stay in touch? Do you hang out? Do you do stuff, whatever? And so Justin said, well, yeah, the four of us do. And he left out Nate, which Nate didn't say anything at that time. He let that slide. But I'm sure they probably all hang out because Nate gets along with Bing. Nate gets along with um, Mitch, as far as I know. Um, I don't know of any issues that he has with... uh, Miguel, so yeah, I didn't understand that, but none of them also commented on it. They just kind of let Justin have that. But yeah, that was that. So Kevin asked about Bing and Justin's relationship, right? Because they remember they were close at the beginning of the season until that little mishap happened, and so he was saying, "So this is Bing." He said, "Well, you know what, things were." things are good you know we've worked through some stuff and Justin said that he apologized to Bing that he was out of place he should not have confided in his wife you know he just kind of was like okay well this is like my little brother Bing is like my little brother and he looks up to me and you know I'm just kind of helping him through his stuff which Justin you're not the one to be helping Bing through his stuff when you got your own stuff going on but nonetheless I digress but, yes, so he was saying that he apologized, and then Bing said, we've worked through it. We're good. We're cool now. We're good. We're in a good, much better place. So they showed a clip of Morgan um, going on and on about her how hot, excuse me, her husband, Bing, is and how attracted she is to him. And uh, so they were making fun of that because they were saying, man, because she was going on and on in this footage about, his body and he's built like a goddess and uh what is it and there are just different clips of him like in the pool and taking his shirt off and She was just saying that he was very attractive and hot and sexy and uh, and yeah, and how she wanted to have sex with him, basically. Or she couldn't wait to have sex with him. But they were saying and remember, they never consummated their relationship. So the guys were saying or maybe Kevin said, I don't remember who that. Well, maybe that's all that needed to happen, that maybe Bing and Morgan would have gotten together just maybe one time. That's probably the connection or the bond that they needed to work through you know, some of the, the struggles or the hard times that they went through. And, you know, Bing, he's kind of shy. He just kind of laughed it off and was like, can hey, we change the subject? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that never really happened. But, uh, okay, so then we go into Kevin asking Justin about his crime on. Um, Footage—they showed this footage, a montage of him crying and just, just going it's like different scenes. It was probably like maybe eight or nine or ten scenes of him just crying and crying and crying at every moment. And the men all kind of chipped in and kind of had his back, right? They were saying, you know, Mitch said that he wished that you know he would cry more, maybe it would help him. And Miguel also said that you know he thinks it's okay that a man cries, and that he thought that it was okay that Justin is able to express. His emotion, even if it is in tears. Uh, of course, Nate said it was just too much because, you know, Nate and Justin are having this beef. So they're not really talking because every time they talk, they're just arguing and it's going round and round. So it, it's just ridiculous. I mean, come on, guys, you guys are two grown men uh, and you on national TV behave. You don't need to be, you know, snipping at each other every minute, especially you got your spouses there, your wives there or your ex-wife there, you know. And they're like, can you guys just cut it out, right? And it's, it doesn't look good because the other men are sitting there. Everybody's awkwardly uncomfortable. It's like uh, enough, all right? I mean, it went on on part one, and then we, we got more of that foolishness on part two. You know, I was kind of over it at that point, honestly. And um, But anyway, so now we get Pastor Cow and Dr. Pepper that come out and talk with Kevin. So Kevin um, gives the gives them excuse me a 2.5 out of five for the season as far as in their matching skills or matching abilities or the success of you know the show and them the matching the couples up and how things turned out so he gave them a 2.5 out of five and he said something about I don't know the 2.5 was Alexis and they lost the other 2.5 because of Alexis, Alexis and Justin I'm not sure but Um, Something about that. But either way, he gave them a 2.5 out of 5. Mitch and Ben, I didn't really take a lot of the notes on the conversation that Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper had with Kevin because it was just small chitter-chatter. But eventually we have um, some of the men come out to talk with them. So Mitch and Ben comes out, and Mitch says that he learned a lot about himself and Pastor Cow said for him to not lose um, himself in the process of perfection. Now, he was talking more about being. So what I was saying here is that because they were asking them about, okay, so what did you learn? What was your experience? So they kind of talked about what they learned, you know, through, the, the, through this process and what they gained or whatever, or learned about themselves. And so, again, I didn't take all of the specific notes, just one or two things here and there, but Mitch obviously his thing. And he's said this numerous times. Every time you asked him about his his experience, it was the one thing that he said is that he learned a lot about himself, which it sounds like he really did. Um, He doesn't have to be as anal as he is about some simple, small, petty things. Um, And Bing basically, what Pastor Cal was saying to Bing is don't be so hard on yourself and don't always seek for perfection, right? Because everything has to be right. Bean kept apologizing, apologizing, apologizing. He was so hard on himself because he felt that he should have done things a certain way. And it's like, okay, look, you're going to make mistakes. It's just life, right? It, it, we all go through a learning process. Um, but just don't always, you don't have to always be perfect. Sometimes you're going to fail and sometimes you're going to make bad choices or bad decisions. And that's okay, right? So then we have Christian And Morgan come out. And basically Morgan said that she learned not to be so reactive because, again, the issue that we had with Morgan is we didn't like the way Morgan also treated Bing. And she was correct. She was very reactive every time. She didn't stop to pause. She didn't allow him to speak. She didn't allow him to explain anything. She was just always reacting um, and just reacting badly and reacting quickly, right? Not processing anything. So as soon as she heard something or learned something, it was just an immediate reaction. So she said that she learned that she needs to not do that. Um, and Kristen and, oh, so Kristen shares that her and Mitch, uh, kissed in the car So this was on decision day When they both gave their decision And they were go- not going to stay married And they were going to go their separate ways And remember how last week They joked about how You know When they were leaving Pastor Cow and Dr. Pepper From that decision day The little seating outside When they were walking back And they were kind of walking, you know, arm around each other's waist and they were saying, well, who knows, we you know, we might end up, you know, wrapping this whole thing up and having sex before we go our separate ways. But they did say that they had shared a kiss. So it's possible that this whole leaving the door open thing may have came from perhaps she may have felt because they had shared a kiss even after saying no that they were going to go their separate ways, maybe that was the little hope that she had and thinking, well, who knows? Maybe, you know, you know, we might actually have a chance in the real world. So and that's possible that that's, that's, it's possible, excuse me, that that is where that may have came from in her head anyway. Um, Alexis and Justin come out. So Alexis says that they're obviously not compatible. She always have to kick into maternal instincts, like I had said earlier. And Justin said that he asked her to not, um, roast him. Okay. So a couple of things here. So when they were talking about their compatibility and things like that, she said, she just realized that they just weren't compatible. They were badly matched. Right. (laughs) And, um, and again, what I was talking about earlier, she said, because of, you know, he was so emotional all the time and always crying and just, she had to be maternal like that maternal instinct in her always had to kick in because she had to nurture him or she had to, lack of better words at this moment, baby him or, you know, make sure that he's OK. She always had to take care of him. And sometimes she wanted to be the one who was taken care of. She wanted to probably be weaker. Right. So he can be strong for her. But it seems like there was not a moment in this eight week process for Alexis where she could just be weak. Right. And and let him be the man because he was always either crying or having an attitude or fussing about something. So anyway, so that's kind of what I got from that. So then we have Pastor Cow who said that, um, that, you know, at every turn that they were ready to give up, right? And, and he's talking about, really talking about Alexis, but they, meaning Alexis and Justin, that they were always just ready to give up. But they also talked about how, If Alexis, this is back on decision day, had said yes, that he would have said yes as well. Well, no, what am I talking about? Excuse me. They both said yes. But I guess what I'm saying is after that whole incident, if she was willing to work on the relationship and really make it work and not had given up like she did at the end, that he would also be open to work on the relationship. Which is true because Justin wants to be in a relationship Justin does find her attractive. He really does like her. But again, Justin does realize he had an inkling that there was something going on during the whole eight week process. He started to realize towards the end that she may have been talking badly about him or she he started to realize that, you know, he maybe it's possible that she wasn't really feeling him. And so he started to realize those things at the end. But if she was like, you know what, my bad. Let's forget this whole eight-week process. I love you. I want to stay married to you. Can we make this work? He would have been down. That That's basically um, how I feel. Now, okay, so I think it was Kevin. I'm not sure who, but yeah, it had to be Kevin. Kevin said, okay, can Dr. Pepper, if you were to give them an advice, free of charge, like at no cost, a true, sincere advice. Like if they came into your office, it was like, Hey, can you help us out? What's the one advice, um, or something that, you know, you would have given them. And so she said, this is Dr. Pepper. She said, one thing that she realized is that Alexis was looking for an alpha male. And when she realized that he wasn't, that's when she backed off, which is true. Right. And that's what I was talking about with the strong masculine energy. She was looking for an alpha male to match her alpha female energy because she has that strong woman energy. But she is still a woman, and she's still very feminine, and she still wants to be handled like a lady, right? And she wants to be, meaning nurtured and loved and taken care of and done things for, those sorts of things. And because Justin was not an alpha male, it's just not who he is, that just she just backed off and that's when she was done and and excellent observation there uh dr pepper and i'm glad that she was honest and saying that and she didn't give us any fluff and all that other silliness that they normally do she w- it was straight to the point she knew what it was and yeah so hopefully they'll consider that next time they're matching people in the future you don't always have to match a plus with a negative you don't always have to match you know, a weak with a strong, you know, sometimes a strong needs a strong, sometimes a weak person needs a weak person, you know, but anyway, okay. Now, Pastor Cow said that, um, she quit and he confirmed it. Meaning that when, when Dr. Pepper was saying that Alexis backed off, what he's saying is that, and when she backed off, Alexis quit, like she was done. And by her quitting, Justin, confirmed it. I mean, okay, fine. And I'm done too. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It wouldn't have worked out anyway. Okay. Um, so <laughs> they make fun of the whole situation, right? They say, you know what? It's on us. We'll take the L for it. Thank you. There are a couple of other couples you can take an L for. Let's go back to um, what Boston 14, right? With Alyssa and her husband. And also one more Mark the shark and Lindsay take an L for that too. That was a bad match, bad, bad match. <laughs> <laughs> poor Mark, the shark is now like Bing, like, you know, always wanted to get married, but now never down, down, down the road. And that's the experience that this show left them with that now they don't even believe in love. They don't even want to get married again. They're not in a rush. It can happen 20, 30 years from now. And they'll be fine with that. So yeah. So yeah, I'm glad that they're definitely taking an L here An L means of taking a loss. Uh, okay, so now the group comes back together because um, they did this on and off group thing, off group thing, then two couples, that are, you know, that whole thing. But anyway, so now this is we're at the end and the group comes together. And they talk about a variety of things. And again, I didn't note everything because I'm just trying to keep this reunion part two just kind of quick. Uh, but the issue about going to the club every weekend and... Comparing it. to Okay. So we go get into this conversation about Alexis and uh, Nate. And it comes up about where Nate, one of the things that Nate had an issue with, because Alexis had an opportunity to um, clear up, I guess, some of the things that um, Justin said, excuse me, that he put out there that she didn't like. So she said, and I don't remember them all, but I believe... Something about she was on the show for the wrong reason, that she wasn't looking for love. And I already talked about that. And that um, she didn't really love him or something like that. But she said she did. I guess she just kind of fell out of love. Uh, And that, um, oh, and that, you know, she didn't want to spend time with him, that she always just wanted to go out to the clubs, right, with her friends. I understand what Justin is saying here, right? Because Justin is saying that. He's right. He said, I feel or I felt (laughs) you guys know I love that feel felt thing that my wife didn't want to spend time with me. So the more time she can spend away from me, she she was okay with that. And she wanted to spend time with her friends. Now, I believe that what Justin's real issue here is the fact that Alexis was going to the club every weekend. Remember when I think it was Dr. Peppu who or Pastor Kyle whoever it was that went to their apartment? The issue was that he said that his issue was that she goes to the club. The club. I'm not talking about what Bing and, and Nate were talking about or what Miguel and Lindy were talking about when uh Miguel and Lindy were, when you know they were talking about how well, you know, Morgan, you know, does um dungeons and dragons and you know more uh, not morgan excuse me miguel does does dungeon and dragon and he does that with his friends of course he does it with lindy now but um lindy was saying yeah she's okay with him doing those things with his friends and they encourage that they should all spend some quality time with their friends you know that you need that in a relationship but that's Dungeons and Dragons, right? And then, um, well, I know I mentioned Bing, but I'm not sure why I mentioned Bing because Bing is not in a relationship anymore uh, with Morgan. But um, with Stasha and Nate, I meant to say, you know, Stasha says, no, she encourages Nate to, to do things with his friends, and then he goes out and does things with his friends, whether it's going to the gym or whatever it is that they do. But again, there's a difference with going to the gym or going shopping or going spending time with your girlfriend to go shopping or um you know hanging out at somebody's house and just playing Dungeons and Dragons. There's a difference from that and going to a club every weekend. Okay, that's that was Justin's issue. And nobody, not even Kevin, wanted to touch on that. They just wanted to use other examples of the other couples who go out and go shopping or go to the gym or go dungeon or whatever else that they all mention that they do with their friends. That's very different from going to a club. You're going to a club with your friends. There's a potential of meeting other people at the club. You're partying, you're drinking, you know, you may come home a little, but, you know, so there's all of that going on. And so again, Alexis was saying, and I would also invite him to come to with this, uh, to these outings at the club, but he would say no. Okay. Pause. Now, Inviting someone when probably deep down inside you really don't want them to come, but you're just offering just to cover yours and say, Well, I offered. I asked you to come and you said you didn't want to come. You knew that they probably wouldn't want to go anyway, but you're just putting the offering out there so you can come back later and say, Well, I offered, but you didn't want to come. You know Justin doesn't want to go to the club. He's going to obviously to say no. He's going to say no because he doesn't want to go to a club. Maybe he's not a club kind of guy. That's not his environment, and you know that, so yeah, he's going to say no. You know, he's going to say no, and that's why you offered it. Again, my opinion. I could be wrong, but um, anyway. So that was that. So she wanted to clear that up. Now, the other thing that they also talked about was the, con- the conversation about c- consummating the marriage, because Kevin was saying, "Well, I know Lindy and Miguel. You guys talked. You guys thought you were the first ones to consummate." your marriage in Mexico. But there was another couple who was the first and everybody kind of looked around because I guess at this point they didn't know. It seems like Christian knew because remember Christian and Alexis are pretty close. So I believe Alexis may have told Christian. So she already knew because she had this smirk or smile on her face or look on her face. But yes, so Kevin says that it was Alexis and Justin. Now they kind of went back and forth about when and how and if they consider it, it being the first, I, I, I don't know. I was kind of confused with the whole back and forth between Justin and Alexis. But finally, as Alexis just say, yes, we did consummate um, our marriage. I believe she said in Mexico, um, it did happen, but they both decided that they didn't want to talk about how it happened or the process in it happening or whatever that was. Um, but they agree that yes, it did happen there, but they didn't want to elaborate or talk more about it. So she shut that down. And other than that, um, again, we just had more of Justin and Nate getting into it and arguing and fussing and fighting and nobody got time for all that. <laughs> but anyway, so that so basically Kevin went on and just wrapped the show up because it was just going downhill and it's like, okay. Let's just go ahead and wrap this up. It, it, it's over these two just keep bickering. Um, and we're not going to do that. So they did end part two with, a. Uh, a glimpse of what to expect in Where Are They Now? And it seems very interesting. There are a few dynamics there. I know they're trying to make us think that maybe Stasha and Nate aren't together because Stasha said to her mother that um, she asked Nate for a separation. So I I don't know what that's about. Um, And then we see Morgan and Bing. uh, I don't know if it's working out or doing some kind of physical activity. I'm not sure what it was. Mai Tai or something, whatever it is that she does. I can't remember. But anyway, so they were doing that. That's not going to lead me to believe. I guess they want people to think that they got back together. I don't buy it. They're just in a much better place. So that's fine, Um, which is healthy. But I don't think that they've gotten together. And I can't remember if I saw... Oh, Alexis and Nate, of course. I mean, Alexis and Justin, of course, we saw them, but we know that they're not together. They're just hanging out and there was some outing or weekend thing that they all did as a group. So you saw them together and they looked like they were still fussing and fighting, but there is that, but we know that they're not together. And I don't remember what was the thing with Miguel and Lindy. Not sure. I remember seeing them, but I don't remember what the, you know, where are they now, what their storyline was for next week. But we'll have to see what happens there. I believe that there was a, they also did show a quick glimpse of the next season to come, which is Married at First Sight, uh, season 16, which will be in Tennessee. Um, it looks like it's going to be interesting. We didn't really get to see the faces of the couples But um, it looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. So I don't know too much about Tennessee, never really been there. So I don't know about the people that live, you know, I don't know. I know the culture there, um, but I don't know about the type of people that live in Tennessee like I know about California or Florida or, you know. Atlanta, DC, things like that, Texas, but I don't know anything about the culture in Tennessee or what type of people live in Tennessee. But anyway, so we'll, we'll be covering Married at First Sight season 16. So definitely come back for that. But other than that, let's go ahead and wrap this up and see you on the other side. Thanks. We have arrived to the end of our podcast this week. I want to take a brief moment to thank you for giving this podcast a chance. Thank you so much for listening. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I am still a new podcast, making mistakes as I go, (laughs) but I'm still learning. Uh, So thank you for bearing with me through my growing pains. I do plan to cover Married at First Sight season 16. So uh, please come back next season, uh, which is in a month or two. (laughs) And let's do this again, okay? So have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks again.